Rogers Business App Market brings together the right apps for your business and wraps it all up with Rogers world-class support. Microsoft Office 365 makes it easy. Whether you need to securely store and backup files, access or share documents in the cloud, collaborate with your team or manage your business from anywhere and on any device. Plus, with support from Rogers, you'll get everything up and running quickly. To learn more, visit rogers.com forward slash business apps. Scotiabank understands that business is personal and your business has unique needs. That's why we offer flexible solutions for your business banking. Create your own business banking package that works for you by opening an account online in minutes with ease and start saving today. Visit scotiabank.com forward slash small business to get started. Building your dream, work-life balance, scaling up, discussing the topics that matter most to entrepreneurs. He's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada podcast. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular show listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play Music and visit startupcan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I'm Rivers Corbett and entrepreneurship is part of my DNA. Whether it's building my own companies or helping other entrepreneurs build theirs, this is my lane. Want to connect after the podcast? You can find me at www.meetrivers.com. This is Nadia Hamilton, the founder and president of Magnus Mode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast show where we interview the most amazing entrepreneurs, people playing in the entrepreneurial space, space, and people who just love entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast. We got an audience around the world, and I'm just thrilled to have today a passionate change maker who's making differences in the lives of people with cognitive special needs. Nadia Hamilton, inspired by her brother with autism, founded Magnus Mode, an app that coaches people with special needs through everyday situations, such as cooking, shopping, and traveling through customizable flashcards, stories, and of course, in every good life, we need a wizard named Magnus. The startup has helped users lead their lives with greater independence through multiple partnerships with content producing customers, including, get this, CIBC, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, Tim Hortons, and other Fortune 500 companies and venues. In recognition of the social change she committed to, Nadia has won a number of awards, including 2011 Project Wildfire Social Business Award, CEO's 2016 Radical Generosity Initiative, and I want to talk about that one in the call today, and Startup Canada National and Regional Women Entrepreneur of the Year for 2016. Today's podcast 
podcast, we're going to talk about a lot of things, but one of them is how Nadia is bringing social changes with the industry partnerships. Nadia, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast show. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, we're going to have an, an awesome conversation. And the first one I want to get, get into, because I really love this organization. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to interview the uh, the founder and the CEO of SheEO. So you received the SheEO um, 2016 Radical Generosity Initiative. Can you first of all talk about, you know, your, 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 your thoughts around SheEO and, and the award itself? Sure. I mean, as a female um, business leader or business owner, business leader, whatever you want to call it, um, it's really important to have female advisors and female um, supporters that you can look up to and learn from. And I first heard about the CEO initiative, which is basically... um, all things empowering women, women, including funding, mentorship, and they have a special program called Radical Generosity, um, which is what I was one of five winners of. Fantastic. uh, This program basically um, chose the top 10 women-led companies across Canada, and then we competed and um, shared our basically our business plans and poured over our needs and and where we are going and arrived at the um the split of a pool of half a million dollars in yeah, it's funding. incredible yeah so it was really really a great experience and i first heard about it quite by accident yes and uh it was actually through another uh woman um ceo that i have in my network and she said you know you i heard about this thing and you should look into it so i started looking into it i i had the pleasure of of reading some articles about vicky who's absolutely amazing as a leader amazing and mm-hmm. um and then i decided to join or, or i guess um enter as a contestant uh, in this uh, competition. So it was quite on a whim, but I'm so glad that I did because it really um, happened at a critical time in the growth and development of my company. The mentorship in addition to funding has just been stellar. I mean, there's female mentors like Lauren Walsh and Mary Jane Ryan that just helped me as a leader, helped me in terms of developing the business model and helped me to... um, restructure the way that I was approaching and negotiating sales contracts, which has uh, led to some great successes, which I'll talk about today. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, congratulations on that. Yeah, CEO is a, a just a great. I love their whole model. I love the, the you know the the collaboration piece, the the mentor piece. But I also like the pieces that is that how they split up the five hundred thousand dollars. I won't get into it because this is about you today. But it's a really neat model, and I suggest every actually leader, any every entrepreneur to really study their model because it's it's really quite impactful. So um, my daughter's in Vietnam. Nadia, and uh, she's traveling around. And she said to me today, what are you doing today, Dad? And I said, well, I'm interviewing some amazing people today. And she says, oh, my gosh. She says, well, who's who are you interviewing today? And, and I said, Nadia Hamilton. Yeah. So she went online and she wrote back, 
Oh my God, she's amazing. <laughs> so all the way in Vietnam That's awesome. today. You know, it's funny that she's in Vietnam because we actually, so Magnus Mode had um, early, about a year and a half ago, two years, we did a consulting contract with an autism organization in Vietnam. This is when we were still figuring out um, our business model. And we actually, right. I went over there twice. And wow. I worked with an autism organization that was developing a diagnostic tool for autism. And basically yes. we were their technology partner. We helped them to do the user testing piece and develop their business model. And now they're doing quite well. They developed literally the first diagnostic tool for autism in Vietnam. Many developing countries do not even have the um, ability and the the tools or the resources to, to diagnose um, autism. And so it's something that's awareness is growing, but it's still a very... Um, uh, it's a very difficult market in the developing mm. country, which is something that we as a company are interested in helping um, in the longer term aspects of our business model. Of course. Yeah. Well, it's the, it's the long tail of what you're creating. So take us through, you know, you were inspired by your brother. What's your brother's name? Troy. His name's Troy. Troy. Yeah. Hey, Troy, shout out to Troy. Um, <laughs> and so you're, you're inspired with his journey with, with autism that found at Magnus Mode. Can you, you know, it's, it's, it's all about pain points or pleasures points. Can you take us through that journey of what was the trigger point that you said, you know what, I got to do something about this and, uh, and how that sparked you and that, and Take us through those first six months of, uh, of what you did once you once that once that spark happened. Sure, I mean, like you said, there's pleasure points and there's pain points, and the inspiration for the founding of Magnus Mode with Magnus Mode was literally my brother's pain point. So Troy has autism, and right. um, like many people who have autism across Canada, across the U.S., and across the world, he struggles with everyday tasks that you and I mm. would take for granted. So tasks like um, brushing teeth in the morning or going grocery shopping or, you know, going to a movie theater. Right. He has um, uh, challenges when it comes to remembering the steps involved in the process. He also gets distracted and loses focus, and then he'll start uh, focusing on something that is flashy or engaging and lose right. track of where he is in the deed that needs to be done. Sounds like an entrepreneur, Nadia. It's like an entrepreneur, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's, that should be our secondary market. Right on. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things that we did when we were growing up um, was to create these step-by-step -step visual guides for Troy and I was the artist and I would draw out um, a little character that is helping step-by-step -step Troy to do these things around the home like let's just take brushing teeth so mm -hmm. I'd post them to the walls of our apartment and then Troy would go into the bathroom he'd look above the sink and he'd see step one get your uh. toothbrush step two put the toothpaste on the toothbrush it's important to note that without these steps he would rely on one of us to prompt mm -hmm. him or he would get stuck. He'd literally stand there all day. And so I recognized a need and I recognized um, the opportunity to provide that assistance with these visual step-by-step -step guides, even if they're homemade and rudimentary. Sure. And, uh, and then when Troy graduated from high school, that's when the real pain point set in. So there is an extreme lack of support and services for people with autism and dementia and Down syndrome and other cognitive special needs. And 
they literally graduate to the couch. And so one day, Troy got up and he was getting ready for school. And even though he had graduated, he was trying to get on the school bus when it came down the street. Oh, uh-huh, interesting. But yeah, because the school system, you know, it provides structure. It's uh-huh. support. It's something to do. It's it's a, a measure of being involved. And so it was really heartbreaking to see the look in his eyes when basically the world and access to the world was ripped out from underneath him. Yeah, now, in one day, in one instant. In one instant. It's like the Wile E. Coyote cartoon where he's running, he's running, he's running, and then he runs to the edge of the cliff, and then suddenly the cliff's gone and he falls. Oh, that's so brilliant you make that reference. I know exactly what you're talking about. And by the way, if you don't, ladies and gentlemen, Google that, because then you'll going to appreciate exactly that point where you say, oh, oh, <laughs> this is yeah, bad. exactly. You look down, and there's nothing there, and you Nothing fall. there. Mm. And, you know, the... It was so apparent to me that something needed to be done. And at first, I'm like, you know, maybe there's uh, maybe the government, maybe some kind of agency or organization can step in and, and help. So we did a lot of research. We tried. Everything's very expensive. Um, uh-huh. Most things are catered towards children. Um, and there, there just isn't enough. The organizations that are out there and doing fantastic work, like Autism Ontario, they're resource uh-huh. strapped and they're stretched. And there's just so many people like Troy in the world millions 200 million people that are diagnosed with autism and that number is growing at a rate of 17 percent every single year and is it is there just a, a side point on that is it diagnosed you know at the early childhood stage more now or are actually people who have never properly been diagnosed included in that in that uh, in that crazy number you just mentioned well most of the diagnosis does take place when people are between the age of three and five years old. Okay. However, people are, because awareness is growing, people yes. are now going back and saying, oh my gosh, I didn't know I why I was, you know, affected yeah. like yeah. this. And now yeah. I do. I have Asperger's or I have mm-hmm. autism. And mm-hmm. they're able to basically, you know, diagnose themselves and, and try to seek support. But right. The reality is there's not a lot of support for adults on the spectrum. Right, right. And so I was in university. It's I very went to the University of Toronto. Right. And I was studying history and political science. And I was sitting in my classroom. Um, I believe it was like, uh, I think it was like European history or something. <laughs> I remember the day. And uh, I was sitting there and I'm listening to my, my professor and I'm just thinking about my brother at home on the couch. Yeah. And I was thinking about the fact that he goes out maybe once or twice a week and it's and it's supervised and it's it really is a future of isolation boredom and dependency and i wanted i got filled in that moment with the desire and the need to change um the way that people live their lives particularly of adults mm-hmm. but throughout their entire lifespan there's there's holes in the system and they need additional support so i heard about a social business competition and it was run through the center for social innovation and um great 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 spot yeah i know it was it's fantastic tanya sermon's the ceo there mm-hmm. and that is where we got our start and i never mm-hmm. forget that because mm. I entered on a whim and I went down there and I and I pitched an idea. <laughs> and the idea was to gamify and digitalize these hand-drawn step-by-step stories. 
So I entered in that, on that idea. There happened to be a, a wonderful lady in the audience, um, and she was actually my mentor in the competition. Her name is Julie McDowell. And she hmm. basically, because she and Tanya Sermon and the Center for Social Innovation believed in this idea, we won the competition, and we took home the funding, and we were able to get started with Magnus Mode. And I outsourced the development of the first version of our product to China, Got it back, nice. tested it. By the way, the app is called Magnus Cards. Okay. And uh, and tested it with partnerships with Autism Ontario, Geneva Centre for Autism, and quickly discovered that this was a need well beyond my brother. So and I'm going to stop you here for yeah. just a quick sec, if I could, because there's elements of entrepreneurship that's happening here that's that's very cool. So you, you didn't, when you said you outsourced the cards to China, yeah. did they actually create the quote-unquote curriculum for you or did you have that done you do that and uh, you know the stories themselves and then outsource the production of the of the the, the platform and the, yeah. and the and the cards themselves so how it works is that magnus cards is a platform it's a yes. web mobile um a web and mobile app and uh, the platform itself exists, but the content, so the step-by-step -step guides are um, basically loaded into the app and available for free download by the users. So the content is actually produced by corporations. So our customers are the banks and the museums and any place that's customer facing. So they have a wow. need a requirement, a desire, and a will to welcome, engage, and support guests and customers and visitors with autism. So if you think of like the Royal Ontario Museum, for example, that's one of our customers. They right. utilize our platform and they have branded card decks on our platform that guide people through going through the dino tour, entering the ROM, and other museum activities. And so somebody can take this app, Magnus Cards, and go to the ROM, use the ROM card decks, and navigate with greater independence and inclusion. And That's incredible. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it is. So, so I'm sorry. I'm gonna, remember, I promised you I'm going to run with this conversation. And I know we were talking about your journey where you outsourced it to China and so on. But how did you get people, how did you get the ROM interested in participating in this? I mean, you just go knocking on doors. Did you get on Facebook? Uh, how did you bring those stories together with, with those individuals? So Because it wasn't just you. It was a community of, of people that wanted to be able to engage with people in this case with autism well i think that what happened was i had, i hit a nerve ah. so with magnus cards um you know we're we're basically bringing to life a solution to a problem that corporations and organizations have been facing um with growing public expectation for mm. universal accessibility it is now not acceptable for somebody to go to an airport with a child with autism or a teen with autism or any age, and then that person with autism has a bad experience, they have a meltdown, or they can't get through the service with right. comfort and ease. It is absolutely not acceptable. We as a society um, have the responsibility to accommodate 
people based on their different needs and abilities. It is not the responsibility of the individual to conform. And so when public opinion has been shifting over the last couple of years with the raise in the um, increase in awareness around autism, yes, and um, this has become something that corporations and like so banks, airports, airlines, everybody wants to be universally accessible. They want to be able to say we have something to support people with special needs. As a matter of fact, there's a law in Canada. Uh, it's called the Accessibility for Ontarians with Disabilities Act, and that uh, states that you must have support tools for people with non-visible disabilities. And so it is a requirement, and also public opinion, if somebody goes into your museum, has a bad experience, and tweets about it, you are suddenly <laughs> the museum that is not autism-friendly. Right on. absolutely not the kind of publicity you want. So there's a bunch of um, reasons that corporations were looking for solutions. And then when we came into the scene and we had the solution, and I basically, I, I started calling places that my brother loved to frequent, but that he couldn't do on his own. He loved so, so obvious, right? Of course. Yeah, this is big, yeah of course. He, he loves the rum. He loves Toronto Zoo. He loves traveling through the airport. And so I called him and I said, look, my brother can't do this, but we have a solution. And guess how many people can benefit from this? Mm. And guess what the impact is going to be? And so we started working um, on a kind of a um, – our first partner actually was CAMH, the Center for Addiction and Mental Health. They created card decks on anxiety and mental health, which are right. really well used today. And, um, and then the wrong. So the Royal Ontario Museum, and then from there, we start getting a bunch of museums, a bunch of libraries, airports. We just actually closed another Canadian airport today. So, and we're and now we're in talks with several U.S. airports and other companies. Um, this is quickly becoming a North America-wide movement, and we have the potential to create a global business that changes the way that people live from day to day positively and that allows people to um, find their place in society and be, be equipped to fully participate when and if they want to. Wow. How, how was your brother involved with this process with you, with this business building? So Troy is, is actually the lead product tester. So every single new um, card deck that we launch with partners, Troy is the first one to test them out. He also gives feedback throughout the process as well. So he's he's part of the team. He, he also is an end user. So he utilizes Magnus cards daily. Um, I actually, I live in Waterloo and he lives in Toronto with my parents now, but yes. my mother has texted me photos of him using the app. Um, <laughs> I, I go home every weekend and um, uh, back to Toronto every weekend and we hang out. We're very, very close as siblings. And so the other day it was his birthday. He's your product tester. You got to hang out with him. <laughs> Seriously. Well, he's one of many, right? We, we yeah, work with autism Ontario and there's lots of end, end user testers. But um, what we went, I went back for his birthday a couple weeks ago and yes. uh, I said, well, what do you want to do? My treat. And he chose to go to the Royal Ontario Museum. And of course he used the ROM card decks to navigate the museum. Uh -huh. And it was just incredible to see the look on his face like if you see users 
people with autism, Down syndrome, even dementia, utilizing Magnus cards to lead the way, to be mm. independent, to be involved. The look of pride on their face mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. they do something that they used to have to wait for somebody to do for right. them is right. absolutely priceless. Wonderful. And it's something that's quite moving and fulfilling for me, but it's yes. also very, very important to our customers. So when the ROM or when CIBC or Toronto Pearson Airport sees people benefiting from the good that they're doing by creating the card decks, not only are they um, fulfilling their corporate social responsibility, but it's impacting their bottom line because the caregivers of these individuals are influenced um, by the fact that their brand is helping their loved one achieve greater independence. That's brilliant stuff. It really is. Congratulations on listening to uh, to the opportunity and because of the impact you're making with obviously not your brother, but hundreds upon thousands of other people. And yeah. uh, it's a great story. So I got to ask you some qu- a quick question before we uh, we move into uh, the bigger picture stuff because I'm interested in CIBC and okay. uh, you know how you're bringing in other 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 journeys. But how I'm just more curious when you how long does it take for an organization like the ROM to create, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the flashcards, the customizable flashcards? How long does it take a typical customer to do that for you? Four to six weeks. And so four to six we weeks. actually create it for them. We do all the work. We have a team of 15 okay. people. Yeah. And we manage the production. We have um, uh, photographers, illustrators, developers. Uh, we use special needs models in the card decks. And uh, we basically get them done for the organization. They're branded. They live in the app. And they're available for the users for free. Wow. So um, that's yeah. the process. We have it down to a science. And we take great I pride. Bet in being able to turn around an, a full accessibility solution in four to six weeks. I mean, what corporation could do that <laughs> in four to six weeks? And that's why, that's another reason why corporations are benefiting from this relationship sure. is because they can get a solution up and running, ready to go and available to their customers in four to six weeks. And so you bring, how, many, how many customers like the ROM do you have right now? We have over 23. Over 23. And have you focused on a geographic region to begin with? Or if somebody from Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, uh, that's the arts center there, wants to reach out to you to have something that uh, that they can have also, um, is that is that is that welcomed by you, or do you specifically focus on a geographic regions? No, we fo- we are right now we're focusing on uh, Canada and the U.S. Okay. So anything in North America is fair game. Our our app is um, available in English, Spanish, and French languages. Love it. And uh, and we're actually in talks with uh, uh, an airport in in the UK. So or in Love Europe. It. So we're expanding quickly to worldwide. We do have users already in over fifty countries worldwide, but we sure. have uh, the content in fifty countries. We're we're expanding very very quickly, and we see that probably within the next um, two to five years, we'll be um, in on over four continents. So, which is just absolutely wonderful. Okay, I got to ask you this question because ultimately money makes the world go around at some point. How are you making money on this journey of yours? Oh, what do you mean at some point? We're making money now. So, <laughs> Atta girl, I saw some. <laughs> <laughs> so, these corporations see the value in this product. 
they yes. pay for these card decks. And yes. it is um, basically, it's a customer-client relationship with CIBC, Colgate-Palmolive, Toronto Pearson Airport, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, Tim Hortons, A&W, all of these companies. Um, we are providing a product and a service to them. That is uh, that is how we, that's our business model. And users okay. access, users such as my brother Troy, access the platform for free. So um, you're, uh, you're, when you say product and services, are, uh, is there a retainer fee, a monthly service fee that you charge in addition to uh, creating the, the flashcards themselves? Yes. So there's a, a licensing fee as well. Right. So, so the developing, there's licensing. But in terms of the services, we are also offering um, other accessibility services to help these organizations cater to and serve people with autism. So the card decks really are the base um, for a tool for the customers, um, but we also provide training um, and other services to help them to engage and support people with autism as customers. And we won't get too much into the product roadmap just because that's uh, there's a sure. lot of really interesting IP, but yeah. we are um, well positioned to become the accessibility uh, provider for these corporations in terms of um, being able to support the special needs market. And so, so I've got two more questions, and one this one, next one leads into the next one. So, so how do how do you get to the Troys of the world so they know about they know about uh, Magnus Mode, the Magnus uh, the Magnus Wizard? So we work. We have partnerships with Autism Canada, Autism Ontario, and other organizations who believe and utilize Magnus cards with their members. So these are natural channels to the people that we want to support. Sure. And so whenever we have new card decks, they pretty much promote it with their members um, and Brilliant. share it so that the people that they support um, have greater access and awareness about the support that exists for them. And really, it's a win-win-win. It's a win-win-win-win. <laughs> it's a win for it. corporations. It's a win for organizations like Autism Ontario. It's a win for users and caregivers. And it's a win for people's and do you, um, do you, Nadia, um, do you, are you part of the, I'll call it the digital marketing strategy for the, the Tim Hortons and Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainments of the world um, that they're, that you're quote unquote white labeled or is your brand very prevalent in what it is that they're, uh, when they're marketing to uh, or offering the service to their clients? Yeah. So our brand is very prevalent. And as a matter of fact, in all of our communications, um, when our customers are marketing our partnership, because they're all, they're also a major channel to the end user. Um, so when, just as an example, let's take Colgate Palmolive. So they produced a partnership video and they were aiming to reach 1.9 million people. And we are at, uh, today we've reached over 5 million, I believe. Wow. So it's, um, it's really the, the reach of a Colgate is mm. really is quite substantial and they are committed to raising awareness about this partnership and our character Magnus is best friends with Dr. Rabbit, the, the mascot <laughs> of Colgate. He's also a close friend of, of course. 
Yeah, and he's also a close friend of Percy Penguin from CIBC. So, you know, there's a whole marketing piece yes. that is um, that is intrinsic to the uh, to the business model. What I'm what I'm sensing in the sales process, you know, I was at a um, at a at accelerator yesterday mentoring, and we were talking about how how companies really one don't focus enough on the sales process, and two because they don't know how to properly do it. I'm sensing that yours is just happening organically, just through the the proverbial you know word of mouth and great service delivery. Is that fair, or do you have a have a marketing strategy? I mean, oh, of course, yeah. We we have a strategy for everything, and we have systems for everything too. And, and that is one thing that um, makes us able to do what we do. But um, another thing I would say is that it is an incredibly difficult market. So not only do you have a large heterogeneous group of people, so people there's a autism spectrum for one, and then if you look beyond that to other special needs, everybody is different. And number two. Try calling the, the, the CEO of, of CIBC. So yeah. it's, it's, just try it. Just yes. try it. <laughs> it's a really difficult space. Having said that, we've made incredible traction, and we're proud of that. And that is something that's helping us to gain that word of mouth and gain those inbound leads. Um, and, you know, we everything that we do, it's our company culture to deliver excellence and we do that because we really, really are passionate about the mission. If we don't deliver excellence, then our users aren't going to receive excellence and we're not going to change lives. So we extend that uh, culture to every single relationship that we have. And um, Magnus Mode is all about relationships. It started with a relationship with me and my brother. And uh -huh. every single relationship that we have is built on a very important um, aspect and that is um, passion, passion and dedication to the vision and mission of a totally accessible world in which everybody has the freedom and the ability to do and go and be the people that they want to be and the places wow. that they want I don't know if you remember, but when we started off this conversation, I introduced you as a passionate change maker. So I think that's very cool that you circled back to reference that point as a as a theme, as a purpose for what it is that you're doing with the with Magnus Mode. What's what's next? What's uh, what's on the horizon? Uh, and as entrepreneurs, you know, the bankers say, "Give me your five year projection." Well, I want to know what you're doing in the next six months. Well, what's going on? Global domination. No, I'm kidding. Love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, we're very focused and, and we're focused on meeting our objectives. And so I've got my objectives, uh, which include um, sales objectives, marketing objectives, user growth objectives. But on a broader scale, over the next six months, we're focusing on delighting our users and delighting our customers. And that's what it all comes down to. Yeah, it, it really is true. You know, I, I had the opportunity to meet and chat with uh, the guy that started uh, Smokes Poutinery. 
And uh, he talks about the, he says, Rivers, it's not about the product. It's the light. It's the entertainment. It's the connection. It's the emotional th- uh, piece that we have with our clients. So that's so cool that you, uh, that you referenced that. Um, you're now doing business primarily in North America. Uh, but, uh, and you talked about the UK. Um, is there a favorite country that, uh, that, that you, pres- you personally have? You see, I really wanted, I got a friend of mine. She wants to go to this. Estonia for some reason. It's just <laughs> on radar. Is um, it one of those? My favorite country? I mean, I'm Canadian. I, my favorite country is Canada. Yes. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't really, I don't have a favorite country personally. Um, we go where the, where the users are asking us for help and what makes sense from a business perspective. So it's all, yes. all of our choices as a business are driven by user need and customer need. And um, in terms of the growth next steps, you know, we're looking at um, English and French and Spanish speaking developed right. countries and, and places that are, um, that we can, basically localize our content to. Um, these include uh, the UK, Europe, uh, Australia, um, and obviously our focus for this year um, is North America. Do you, how, how do you, I mean, I would think that you mentioned about the people that are involved with your with your your teammates. I mean, obviously, there's a connection with your customers. There's a connection with your with your uh, your customers, both uh, people who are who are have got autism, but also people like uh, the CIBCs of the world. But talk to me about the people that you bring in to you know the 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 engine, if I could call it, that that uh, brings it all together. Um, uh, you know, first of all, I got to say you you probably lead with how you bring them together on making sure that they respect that passionate change maker contribution or impact that you're trying to make. And, you know, can you talk a little bit about that HR process? Sure. I mean, it all starts with the the job post, but in the job post, um, we do talk about how there's certain cultural requirements. So passion, dedication, dedication to excellence and on-time delivery of deliverables and the will and the desire and the, um, I guess, the commitment to making change. And one of the biggest pieces that I look for when I'm interviewing people is problem solving. Right, right. What we're doing as a company is solving a problem. And Mm -hmm. in the day-to-day running of a company and the operations, there's so many, there's going to be so many issues that come up. And what we pride ourselves on being able to do is think really critically about the issue that we're facing, measure it against what our stakeholders need and what they value. So stakeholders include our users, of course. Right. And and make a decision and, and take actionable steps that are in the best interest of the people's whose lives we're trying to change. And all of it comes down back to the user. Um, do you have respect for people who are vulnerable? Do you have respect for the sensitive the the needs and the sensitive nature of your target audience? And are you willing to work hard to make a difference? It's hard work. You know, it's really hard work. We're creating an entirely new market. And every single thing that we've achieved to date, I don't take solo credit for. It is it is the tireless efforts of the entire team 
um, and and as well the commitment and dedication of our early stage customers, uh-huh. uh, our investors, and uh, and other stakeholders. So it's a team effort, and we're looking for people, always looking for people who are team players, and who um, you know are contributors and 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 innovators in in a in a new and exciting space. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I can't wait to see what you do next. It's, uh, <laughs> I know you're when I when we started this conversation, I said, what are you doing? Well, I'm hanging out in Waterloo and I'm going to Toronto tomorrow. And after that, I don't know. And it is, it is so well, yeah, cool. I mean, New York, Chicago, all, you know, all these places are, are, you know, if you walk down the street, rivers and everywhere that you pass you pass malls you pass shops you pass museums you pass libraries we want to magnify the world and when i say magnify i mean like magnus mode is everywhere and it becomes a symbol of accessibility and comfort for people with special needs you are welcome here and so if you can picture everywhere that you pass when you're walking down the street flying the magnus mode hat (laughs) as a symbol of universal accessibility that is our long-term vision. Cool. Well, you're on a journey, and typically good journeys are ones that last a lifetime. And um, it's wonderful that your family's involved, your friends are involved, the people that are passionate about your cause are involved. Um, what Have you been back to to give back to people like Tanya at the, uh, at the Innovation Center to, to be a speaker and to share your journey with uh, other clients that she has? Yeah, I mean, I, I think last year or maybe the year before, um, I was part of a, a social impact group at the Center for Social Innovation. I I do speaking engagements regularly, and I, I find that people email me a lot, and um, they want me to speak at women's groups. I, I spoke last week at the Perimeter Institute here in Waterloo, um, and women's groups, children's groups, uh Black group, black children's groups, um, you know, anything that um, people want to be inspired. People want to be inspired by the change that we're creating. And uh, I'm more than willing to, um, where possible, I have a really busy schedule to lend my time and, and talk about um, the change that we're creating. And, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, who knows? The next investor or partner. Mm-hmm customer or teammate mm-hmm. or user may be in that audience. So mm, it's all about raising awareness. Yeah, I, I used to get. Uh, well, I still get asked, but you know, how do you how do you market your business? I say I open my mouth, and uh, that's part of uh, what you're doing. Just keep telling the story. Keep telling the story. Um, Sometimes Nadia, people will try and pay me to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my wife said that to me once. That's exactly what she says. She says because I came back from a paid speaking gig, and she says, "You get paid that much? I'll pay you that to shut up." That's so funny. <laughs> how do uh, how do people get a hold of you and uh, and your great organization? Yeah, so our company can be reached um, by you know go to our website www.magnusmode.com. Uh, you can go to, you can even write www.magniscards.com or okay. you can just Google Magnus Mode. And of, of course, the app is available in the Google uh, Store and Apple iTunes Store. And you just Google, or sorry, you go into the store and you write Magnus Cards. It's one word, Magnus mm. Cards, and you'll find our app. So give it a whirl and reach out to us um, 
our my email information and our, our contact information is on the website. So as long as you Google Magnus Mode, you'll see a bunch of stuff come up, probably <laughs> from Colgate and CIBC and other uh, companies. But you'll find us eventually. Just Google Magnus Mode and, and follow the red hat. And I love that you're you're not geographically restricted. So for our audience, if you've got uh, an organization that you think could uh, could uh, really benefit from uh, what Magnus Mode is doing, you know, feel free to reach out. That's very very cool. Yeah. So. Um, um, Thank you so much, my friend. This has been an amazing conversation, full of lots of passion, energy, and great impact. Um, I know that you feel that Troy is, uh, you're lucky to have him in your life, but uh, I'm sure he thinks the other way also with having you in his life. So congratulations on the on the great journey. I've got a great relationship with my sister, who happens to be my older sister, and it's very special. So, so oh, keep on great. happening. Thank yeah, keep so on happening. Thank you for having me. This was great. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Want access to resources and support to grow your business? Visit startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you with a sneak peek of next week's episode. Hi, this is Darpan Munjal, founder of SquadHealth.com, and you're listening to Startup Canada Podcast with Rivers Corbett. I, I got to ask you this. So you see where we are today and where we've come from. What's your uh, forecast for the next 20 years? 20 years from now, go into your, uh, your, time, uh, your time capsule and uh, come out 20 years from now. What do you think it's going to be like? You know, I don't claim to be, you know, an expert in forecasting <laughs> where things might go. I'm not going to hold you to it, by the way, but obviously you've got experience sure, in this. But, sure. yeah. I, I think the few things that, that will evolve, I believe, over time. I think, um, I don't believe that physical retail will die. I think there is always going to be room for physical shopping, but I do think these channels will evolve. I think um, um, uh, online shopping will become a kind of a, a, a come at the forefront of shopping, but uh, all these physical locations, uh, uh, I guess will evolve more towards a showrooming kind of experience where you know, people can still go to a store, touch and feel the products. But uh, with all the advancements that are happening in delivery and logistics and making returns easy, I believe you will end up spending the same amount of time driving to a shopping mall versus getting the product delivered to your door if you were to shop online. So I think from that perspective, there will be a lot more uh, convenience that will come in through online shop. Right. I think that right. drive uh, a lot of shift in consumer behavior. Mm-hmm.